0: Hi and welcome to Being Lutheran, a podcast dedicated to proclaiming the excellencies of Jesus Christ and the biblical theology expressed in the Lutheran Confessions. Today, Pastor Jason Goodham, Pastor Brett Bowe, and myself continue our discussion on Article 8 of the Augsburg Confession, What the Church Is.
1: Welcome to the Being Lutheran Podcast. I'm Pastor Brett Bowe and I'm joined by Pastor Jason Goodham and Pastor Brian Rickey. All right, and we are wrapping up a series of four episodes. On the church. On the church. Article yeah, we des- eight. We decided to go with a four-parter on mm-hmm. the lesson and then
2: we'll match it with four Bible studies. Oh, awful spend more time in scripture, but the church is such a central part of the confession of Lutheran theology in in the Augsburg Confession because it is the church where the centrality of justification is most experienced. Yes, And so, doing a connection from Article 4 to Article 8 of the Augsburg Confession is important, but it, it also keeps us from putting the doctrine of the church in abstraction rather than concrete, mm-hmm. real-time, our local congregations and mm-hmm. our
1: denominations and mm-hmm. so on and so forth. Yep, Yeah, and so part of talking about the church is talking about the marks of the church.
2: Yep, and and why we waited till this part until last is not only the flow of the Augsburg Confession and the Apology and how they talk about it, but we talked about what the called out ones in the church look like, but then we also talked about last episode what wickedness in the church looks like and the actual purpose of... Uh, the Antichrist Mm -hmm. and the doctrine of Antichrist. And and what that sets up is wherever there's a mark, a defining mark of the church, there is also going to be an equal and opposite corruption in the church of that mark. Mm -hmm. And so, knowing the marks of the church and knowing how Satan operates to deceive will let us simultaneously stand on the truth Mm -hmm. and combat those deceptions in the church. Amen. Amen. We're done. All right. You got a verse for us, Brian?
1: Yeah. Exactly. I do, actually. <laughs> bada boom,
0: bada bing. And yeah. just, you know, for the listener, and I'll get it right this time, we are only <laughs> scratching the surface. And so if you want to read more, you've got the Augsburg Confession as we're looking at, the Apology, the Small Called Articles, the Trees and Power and Primacy of the Pope, the Small Catechism, Large Catechism, and the Formula of Concord. All of those, we'll talk even further about the topics that we are discussing here. Read the Book of Concord. Yeah. <sighs> Have you ever seen a...
1: Uh, A version of the Book of Concord that is sorted by, like topical, uh, of here's all the sections on the church. I possess a concordance for the Book of Concord, a a glossary, and so that's the closest I've seen. I just think that would be kind of interesting to piece together that.
0: Yeah, It there would be,
1: I mean... Aspiring that, publisher out there. That should basically be what our systematic theologies are. Yeah. <laughs> and so maybe read Pieper.
2: Yeah, right. There you go. <laughs> uh, Francis Peeper, who has a three, a four-volume Christian dogmatics mm-hmm. set that was written at the early part of the 20th century. Yep. It's kind of the gold standard. And then yep. there's the summary version of that uh, written a couple decades later by J.T. Mueller. Uh, which is the same thing, mm-hmm. but condensed down into one volume. Mm-hmm. And then um, throughout the years, there's been various uh, Lutheran systematic mm-hmm. theologies called released. The belief, belief te- called "The Bleach Called Bleach Confess by mm-hmm. Stephen Mueller. I mm-hmm. don't think there's a relationship there uh, at all between J.T. Mueller and Stephen Mueller. And then I, I'm Mueller? less familiar. Mueller? Concordia Publishing House two years ago, three years ago, released a brand new mm-hmm. systematic theology, and I haven't read that one yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, but... Yeah, I haven't seen a topical ordering of things. That would be a good devotional resource uh, to order that with Scripture, but I Mm mean— Any good glossary or things will tell you yeah. where to find things. And I know like the reader's edition of the Book of Concord that I use has a very helpful uh, biblical cross-reference guide. And and several pastors, including myself, when we're preaching on a passage, one of the things you can cross-check is, is this passage talked about in the Confessions mm-hmm. and under what heading? Mm-hmm. So that you can kind of find some preaching points that way. That's a great idea. I
0: just dusted off my peeper to uh, yeah. get, get into theo- theology again. And I was actually reading on... Justification. Cool. Uh, objective and subjective that, aspects. That's funny because a fairly really
1: important topic. Yeah. I, I was just reading people on sanctification
0: oh, uh, there recently. Go. Yeah. Maybe we could tag team sometime and preach. <laughs> 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 Sounds like a series. Yeah. There we go. All, All right. That. The church, or we'll never get her done. Yeah.
2: Right. <laughs> All right. Outward marks of the church. And now, we should say that this is just summarized from yeah. the apology. Yep. Luther actually has a an essay on the marks yeah, of the church. Hey. And uh, Brett, you mm-hmm. and I and another pastor here in the cities, mm-hmm. that was our preaching series mm-hmm. for, for Lent, Lent last year before we were disrupted mm-hmm. by the pandemic. That's also worth... Is
1: mm-hmm. uh, that two years ago? No, it was last year. Oh, man. It uh, feels like two years ago.
2: Yeah, it's, it's also worth following, although there's going to be some divergence here. These mm-hmm. are principles rather
1: than right. actual defining marks of right. the church. And so in that document on the councils of the church on think, the co- churches on ca- and councils churches and councils um luther lists seven marks seven marks of the church mm-hmm.
2: yeah and here we're going to really talk about five marks of the church which is just an entirely unsatisfying
1: biblical number right <laughs> uh, so the first one can't get uh, Mark Dever and the baptist on here to talk about nine marks nine, oh, my goodness. <laughs> I don't even know what to do with that. <laughs> Brian just, just pass looked by at it. Like it never
0: have. Yeah. yeah, right. Ignore it. Just say vocation <laughs> and move on.
2: <laughs> smile and nod. Smile and nod. So first mark of the church we're going to talk yeah. about is the presence of the word in the sacraments. Yeah. So the word preached and the word applied. Uh, mm-hmm. it's, it's just a really important point for, for people new to Lutheranism and coming into Lutheranism. Word in sacraments is one of those Lutheranese kind of phrases. Mm-hmm. And, and a good way to think about that so you know what we're talking about is the gospel preached. Preached, mm-hmm. And the gospel applied. Yep. And, and so, when the w- word that's the preaching of the word, law, and gospel, mm-hmm. you know, primarily yep. the proclamation of the forgiveness of sins for the sake of Jesus Christ and his death and resurrection, uh, and the sacraments uh, are not some magic ceremonies performed, but they're the word of God applied physically. It's yep. always the word of God that animates the sacraments, that is effective yep. in the sacraments. And yep. so, a mark of Of the church, and and it's really a mark of the Christian church regardless of denomination. Other denominations might have a different uh, theology of the sacraments,
0: but they have the sacraments, are they? And so it would be uh, accurate to say that it's where the means of grace are being properly used and administered to the church.
1: Some of the most fun Sundays, has happened just a couple times in my ministry where— uh, I, I said there all three means of grace are here in this service baptizing yeah. on communion sunday it 's yep. a wonderful thing yep. and, and, and preaching the word
2: yep. uh, i've had just a handful of services where there 's multiple baptisms and you mm-hmm. just want to you want to celebrate when that 's happening mm-hmm. but but yeah, just think about it. The Word of God preached, and the Word of God applied mm-hmm. and so then, if we 're looking at how the wicked work in the church to corrupt that, it's when something other than God's word and something other than the gospel is preached, mm-hmm. uh, that, that ranges anywhere from uh, having good advice or moralism preached mm-hmm. rather than Christ preached from the, you know, so you can preach scripture and you can, it's, it can still be a corruption, you know, mm-hmm. it's one of those uh, 15 biblical ways to do this or that. Glosable. Rather than the yeah, gospel rather than point to Christ, mm-hmm. or it 's when the church is used as a political platform uh, uh, and that happens on both sides of the aisles uh, the, the right and the left, the political right and the left, when a church becomes uh, kind of immersed in politics you 're going to have the message of the church be politics rather than scripture. Uh, and, and what is interesting from the other side of things when we talk about the sacraments is this notion that anytime the church abandons the sacraments, it immediately replaces the sacrament with something else. Mm-hmm. So everything, everything in life has sacraments. Mm-hmm. Uh, the non-Christian political left has sacraments.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Climate change and abortion, Right. And the liberal wing of the American church has sacraments, social justice and uh, inclusivity. And the kind of political inclusivity, not that we're being literally warm and welcoming, but that we're tolerating and affirming everyone's lifestyle. And uh, the Pentecostal church, the sacrament of the Pentecostal church is speaking in tongues. Mm -hmm. And the sacrament of the Arminian church is the altar call. Mm Mm-hmm. And it, it, as soon as you lose the sacraments, you have to replace it with some other sacrament because it's the way we're wired. Mm-hmm. And, and so, this is why we want to look at the marks of the church is how is the word preached and how is the word applied mm-hmm. and where is that being corrupted?
1: Mm-hmm. So, there's there's kind of shades of that corruption. Um, yeah, shades, levels, yeah, degrees, right. depth. It's not always a yes Absolutely, yes, no, absolutely.
2: And it's not always going to be, you know, obvious. Mm -hmm. It's that that whole thing, again, Satan disguises himself as an angel of light. But that's why if you know the truth and you, you have that discerning spirit that 1 John talks about, you're able to sniff it out. Is this consistent with the word of God? Does it point to Christ? Does it forgive sins?
0: As the famous philosopher Andy Minio says, there's always a little truth in every good lie. Nice. Wow. Andy Minio reference. Very nice. Yeah. Well done. Thank you. So that's, you know,
2: really the foundation. Everything else is going to flow from mm-hmm. that. But the other marks of the church uh, mentioned in the Apology, uh, the next one, very interesting, uh, is Catholicity. Mm-hmm. And uh <laughs> Catholic is a word that, it's like the Inigo Montoya from The Princess Bride. You keep using that word, but I don't <laughs> think it means quite what you think it means, uh, right? Yes. When, when the American church hears Catholicity, we automatically think of a denomination, the Roman Catholic mm-hmm. Church. Uh, the word Catholic, apart from the phrase Roman Catholic Church, simply means universal. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the church... You see the little
1: c, Catholic
2: Yeah, the little Mm -hmm. c Catholic. This is what we're talking about in the first episode in this series. We're talking about uniting with the church in all places in all time. When we're talking about the cemeteries outside of the church, connecting us with those who have gone before us in the faith. Uh, In this sense, the church is both found in a specific location, but also not found in a specific location because it exists in the hearts and lives of believers, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, This church is united— By the preaching of God's word and the administration of the sacraments. And so, Mm -hmm. insofar uh, as we believe we are Christians, we are united in this way to members, Christian members of other denominations. Mm -hmm. Uh, We are united with Christians all the way back to Adam and Eve in the book of Genesis Mm -hmm. and, and all the way through history. But the corruption of that is when we place unnecessary and artificial... Boundaries mm-hmm. on the church. And so, pause, clarification, that does not mean denominations. Mm. It means using denominations as marker of salvation. Mm. Mm, sure. Okay? That's the corruption. And so, when you have a denomination uh, who claims that, not claims that you can't be saved apart from the church, that is true, but that you can't be saved apart from this church. Mm-hmm. And that will, uh, in the American landscape, go granular all the way down to individual actual. That's Westboro Baptist, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. right? Uh, that's the corruption of that, and. and uh, that's what we want to be wary of, is when, when this group of Christians is in, but this group of Christians isn't in. Mm-hmm. That's going to be the corruption. Could
0: you say that it goes both ways in the sense that any type of over-exclusivity or over-inclusivity would be marks yep. that something has been corrupted?
2: And on that scale of corruption, you hit the other, the other extreme, is that salvation is measured not by the universality of the church, but the universality of good behavior. hmm Hmm. Right? And so that's where that that you'll have certain groups like kind of try to let Gandhi elbow his way yeah. in because well, he was a nice guy.
0: Or, or a misunderstanding of objective justification or yep. a twisting of that right. doctrine. Yeah.
2: But yeah. And, and again we see this both in the church and outside of the church, that the 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 secular both right and left, you know, I don't want to get over poli- overly political when I talk about the secular, but they talk in terms of salvation all the time. Mm-hmm. And it's the devil constantly working to corrupt truth to take us away from the truth.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: So that's how Catholicity is corrupted.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, the next one we have. Um body of Christ.
2: Yeah, the body of Christ. And, and so, the Catholicity of the church looks at a top-down view, a bird's-eye view of the church. The body of Christ view of the church looks at it as you're sitting in the pew looking around at the congregation around you. This is mm-hmm. uh, individual members of the church yeah. reflecting to yep. each other who Christ is. Right. Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's a group... The,
1: The first Corinthians, the Holy Spirit distributing as he wishes the gifts and
2: so the church functions. It's uh, Hebrews uh, chapter 10, Mm -hmm. do not forsake the meeting together. Mm -hmm. You know, this is this this middle, this kind of, you know, on the chart of one through five, the central mark Mm -hmm. of the church is the one that we are really struggling with right now during the pandemic. Hmm. Because to what extent do we during the midst of lockdowns and governmental oversight and also personal wisdom and common sense in protecting those who are vulnerable from the mm-hmm. virus to what level do we emphasize that it is literally and biblically important for the church to be together? Mm-hmm. On to what do we err on the side of caution and say we can do that digitally for a season for the safety of everyone? Mm-hmm. That This is a both-and thing. It's not a swinging all the way to the one where we're going to defiantly have church for the sake of having church, but we're not going to avoid church for the sake of avoiding everyone either. Mm-hmm. It's, it's The church today, I think, uh, in my personal analysis, was wholly unequipped – to wrestle with this problem mm-hmm. because we had lost the incarnational nature of being together as the church.
0: Mm-hmm. Yes. Amen. <laughs> or at least lost the value that we should place on the incarnational well, aspect of the church.
2: And, and again, our response to COVID, our response to this pandemic needs to be nuanced. Mm-hmm. It needs to be careful, it needs to be respectful, it needs to be practical, and it needs to be compassionate. Mm-hmm. But at both times, it is important that we meet together physically as a church to the mm-hmm. extent that we're able, and it's important that we vocationally take the needs and the concerns of our neighbors in the church. Mm-hmm. That's, it's how we live our lives as Christians in the church and how we live our lives as Christians among other Christians. Yes. So, that's always intention. That's the body of Christ that we're talking about here. Yep. God's ordering of the church for the benefit of the church. The corruptions of this are when individuals rise up to rule over the church. Mm -hmm. And so the the celebrity pastor, or we talked about a couple episodes ago, the CEO pastor, these models of domineering leadership corrupt the idea of the church as a body. It then becomes the church as a personality, the church, you know, Mm -hmm. uh, uh, one person. Right. And and this will be uh, corrupted in society by the cultic followings of celebrities and clubs Mm -hmm. and tribalism. You know, the, the right. Celebrity the, pastors. Celebrity mm-hmm. pastors or the worship of celebrities outside the church. Mm-hmm. Uh, the body of Christ is corrupted when we don't work together. We divide into factions in the church, and it's it's corrupted outside the church by tribalism.
0: Mm-hmm. And Paul addressed that in several of his epistles, but First Corinthians for sure. I follow sure. Paul. Yeah, I follow Paulus. And no. you can call it whatever, fractionalism or fra- just the fractured nature of how things can be. But it does, it kind of becomes almost like a popularity contest sometimes. And it's like, and this is kind of kicks against something that you and I have talked about a lot is I just feel that we are called to specific congregations and that that really then eradicates that. And that's why I think it's important. It's like, God, where do you want me? Mm-hmm. Because each congregation uh, needs specific gifts as, you know, as given by the, by God uh, to the body of Christ. And there might be a particular congregation that needs your particular gift. And that's why I think it's so important to praise, like, God, where do you want me? Where do you mm-hmm. want me to serve? Where do you want me to, to be a part of this body that you've called to this local congregation and then serve that body, you know, Faithfully, uh, in a way that honors Christ. Mm-hmm. Oh.
2: That's one of the most important things I've learned from you, Brian. Is this notion that we're called to a congregation?
0: That, Other than how to make coffee, right? You know,
2: well, I just let you make the <laughs> coffee. I didn't learn that. I'll just take it. I, I will. I will selfishly yeah. receive that. But inject that in my veins. Yeah. You know, yeah.
0: consumerism
2: is eradicated by a proper doctrine of the body of Christ. Yes. Mm-hmm. Right? Yes. And again, the proper doctrine of the body of Christ flows out of proper doctrine of the church and the proper doctrine of the church is built on proper mm-hmm. doctrine of the justification by grace alone through faith alone in Christ alone.
0: Yep. And then the words of Christ they have not come to be served but to serve mm-hmm. well, expressed in vocation. Amen. Vocation. So the fourth mark of the church in the
2: apology here that we're going to focus on is that the church is a spiritual kingdom. Okay, so, uh, this one is really, and we've got what four or five minutes to talk about the the doctrine of the two kingdoms plus one other point. So here we go. <laughs> yeah, uh, this is that the the nature of the church is the forgiveness of sins that ushers us into eternity. Mm-hmm. Right. So really, when, when you when you the the nature of the church is spiritual. Uh, really, what we're focusing on here is the verses in Philippians and other places that we are citizens of heaven mm-hmm. as Christians. We are not citizens of earth. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is corrupted. Oh, do we have any practical ways in which we see this corrupted now? Uh, the the panic we're seeing in society, in political partners, partisanship, where the church has, in many places, tied its fate to one political party. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, you could say the political right, that's how this is corrupted in the church. The political left is that the church's identity isn't grounded in uh, the gospel, it's mm-hmm. grounded in the social gospel, yep. which completely inverts how we ought to see the church acting. Again. The conservative church, not politically conservative, but the biblical church, we need to do a better job at not dismissing social justice. Mm-hmm. What we need to do a better job is ordering social justice under the gospel mm-hmm. yeah, so that we're not making it the focus, but the result of the gospel. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And
0: another side of that is even Gnosticism creeping in where we over-spiritualize everything and, and forget about the incarnational aspect of the church, the body of Christ.
2: And, and what what's interesting is to combat that corruption is that the spiritual... of uh, nature of the church is expressed in the physical reality of the means exactly. of grace. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that grounds us.
0: The word and sacraments. Word and sacrament. Yeah. Word Proclaimed and Proclaimed
2: and applied. At a boom, bada, bing. So, so, really quickly, the doctrine of the two kingdoms expresses yeah. that the church, God rules in the church through the gospel spiritually. Mm-hmm. God also rules in society simultaneously yep. through the law and through the order He has designed in creation. Yep.
0: Could you also see it tempor- the temporary kingdom and also the eternal kingdom? Temporary and yeah. eternal. Yep. There's yep. lots yep. of
2: comparison, contrasting. Yep. What we want to say here, for the purposes of what we're talking about, is that the Lutheran doctrine of two kingdoms is not mm-hmm. separation of church and state. Right. That yep. is, those, those are not parallel yep. or or synonymous. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's the way God operates in the world. Mm-hmm. And, and so it's yeah. not to say the church doesn't operate in the yeah. world, but it's how God operates in the church. It's right. really the yep. theology of the
0: economy of God, of how God yep. works among creation. And, mm-hmm. and it's, yeah. So that's
2: well said. Uh, finally, then, the last pillar that is mentioned here in the Apology is, is a great bookend. So on the one end, you've got means of grace, word and sacrament, the gospel preached and the gospel applied. The second bookend is the nature of truth. That the mark of the church is that the church is a pillar of truth. The, the church is built on the objective truth of God's word, mm-hmm. the objective truth of biblical history, mm-hmm. uh, the this is that extranos, that mm-hmm. external reality of the church apart from the subjectivity. And there's one of the corruptions of the the nature of truth is that in in pietistic Leanings, the emphasis becomes on a subjective subjective experience of the truth, mm-hmm. rather than an objective proclamation and reception
0: of the truth. Mm-hmm. In, it's in almost so, existential in its origin, yep. you know. And and
2: then, of course, the secular materialistic corruption of truth is relativism, mm-hmm. and in relativism, saying that there is no absolute truth, or or we're actively working to suppress the truth. Uh, in gratification of our feelings or our desires or to excuse our sin. Mm, And so the church stands on the expression of truth as defined by God in his word.
0: Amen. Read your brother. Yeah, Amen. (laughs) So that was
2: a mouthful. Probably should have done two episodes just on that, but we got all the way through. (laughs) Again, if you want a better understanding, read Article 8 of the Augsburg Confession (laughs) and of the Apology. you find it very helpful, very edifying. Uh, The first time I read through the Book of Concord, sincerely doing it when it wasn't required as an assignment (laughs) in seminary.
0: When we had to rail through it in seminary.
2: (laughs) (laughs) When you had to polish off 730 pages in X amount of time or whatever it was. Plus the other
0: 1,500 pages of other classes. <laughs> but the first time you read
2: through the book of Concord, I will tell you, you will be absolutely astonished at how often the Lutheran theologians 500 years ago talked about comfort for your conscience. Mm-hmm. That's yep. the whole yep. purpose. Doctrine flows from God's word, which points us to Christ, which will always and ultimately comfort. Yep.
0: Amen. And that's yeah. the point mm-hmm. of
2: the doctrine of the church too. Yep. Yeah. Good.
0: Amen. All right. We want to wrap it
2: up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Are you Are going to quote from Ephesians again? Because you read the first couple chapters. So I did. Well, I read <laughs> chapter
0: two, chapter four, but I'm in Romans. And I oh, think okay. this really well, this fits really, really well. Um, Romans chapter 16. I'm going to begin in verse 17. I appeal to you, brothers, to watch out for those who cause divisions and create obstacles contrary to the doctrine that you have been taught. Avoid them. For such persons do not serve our Lord, but their own appetites. And by smooth talk and flattery, they deceive the hearts of the naive. For your obedience is known to all, so that I rejoice over you. But I want you to be wise as to what is good and innocent and what is evil. The God of peace will soon crush Satan under your feet. And the God of grace, our Lord Jesus Christ, will be with you always. Amen. Amen. Thank you for joining us. Please look us up on the web at beinglutheran.com. Also, invite a friend to check us out on Spotify and iTunes. Please join us next week as we dig into some Old Testament scriptures on the application of Article 8 of the Augsburg Confession. God bless you and have a great week.